0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. This is Derek, and well, if this is your first time in the show, well, welcome, because in this podcast, we talk about solo and cooperative board games, but sometimes, once per month, one episode per month, we talk about solo with friends, which means we talk about a game that you cannot play solo, and usually, it's a competitive board game. Today, tonight, this evening depends on where you're listening and what time of the day it is, or what are you doing. Probably you're in Europe in a train, or you're in here in United States walking around the park, or in the subway in New York, or you're in Mexico or Spain, or Argentina, wherever you are. Uh, well, today, tonight, this evening, we're gonna talk about our chapter three of our Halloween special because we're still in October 2019, and this is gonna be the chapter three. The third game of the month that is, of course, related to Halloween. And for today's or tonight's episode, we're going to talk about Horrified. Horrified, the game that it was published, or is published, better said, say, by Ravensburger. And I pick it up on Gen Con. So this episode will be Halloween Chapter 3, Horrified. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you stay. And if you haven't listened to the previous one, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, from our Halloween special, where you can go and check it out. Chapter one was uh Cthulhu, the deck building game by Wyvern Games, and the chapter uh, that was chapter one. and chapter two was Campy Creatures by Key Masters Game, and tonight, like I said, is going to be chapter three, Horrified from Ravensburger, and let's start in three, two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games, art, rules, gameplays, and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Okay, so now we are here in episode number 45. We're getting closer. To that episode number 50, we need to do something special about it. But like I mentioned to you on the introduction, this episode will be Horrified from Ravensburger. And this is going to be the chapter 3 from our Halloween special. I hope you're doing great. And if you're in Germany and if you're already, you know, living Essen or you're still in Essen and you're listening to the podcast, well, that's amazing. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you play a lot. But we're going to have an Essen special. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spoil you yet, but on the next episode, I'm going to announce it and highly likely will be on November. that an special and we're going to be talking to one of my dear good friends that he's over there and he's going to be telling us everything. I don't want to spoil you yet, but next episode, once I have it 100% confirmed, then we're going to talk about it. Now, um, let's talk about this episode, but before, as always, I will share with you what I've been playing recently. So recently, well, let's go from the most recent to the, I guess, to the one that I played just before the the previous episode, right? So most recently last night, I played Villainous from Disney and we played with the expansion that came Scar and Isma, and I don't remember the name of the big rat from Ratatouille. And anyway, I had a blast playing with my wife. She was playing Isma, and I was playing with Scar from the Lion King and he was very good as always. That game is very clever, and I remember seeing it in, in Genkron from 2018, because uh, I don't know if you have played, but in case you don't, well, basically you have a deck of cards and you have a little mat that you're going to be drawing cards every turn. You try to accomplish certain goal. The, every goal from every villain is different. So not only are you trying to complete your own goal, but you're also trying to mess around with the other players, because each mat from each villain will have, you know, Different symbols that will trigger benefits from you, but at any point some of the other players They can play a hero from your, you know, villain character from the movie They will play a hero from one of your decks as well and with that that hero You get they're gonna block certain symbols that you need to trigger in order to accomplish your mission So anyway, that was Villainous once again It's like you're playing you feel like sometimes you're playing solo, you know, you're playing your own game but also you need to be aware of the rest of the players because you wanna you wanna mess them up you don't want them to win or once you see that they're getting closer to their uh, victory condition then when you're trying to that's when you're trying to play their heroes from their movies in that way they can you can block them uh, and it's fun it's very fun and we will have an episode about it that's villains from Ravensburger as well by the way and that's from the characters or the main villains from the Disney movies also I play Love Letter Love Letter it's a, always a classic. Uh, You know, I have the Batman Love Letter, which is my favorite version, of course. As you know, I love Batman. But uh, one of my friends, uh, Caleb, he gave me this original Love Letter like probably three years ago or something like that. And I decided to open it and we play it. My wife and I, of course, two players' Love Letter is not as fun as it can be with more players. But, you know, we give it a try. Of course, in mechanics, you're trying to be the last man standing, basically, with the highest card. But if you discard... Either, like, in Batman, if you discard the Joker, or or in this one, if you discard uh, the Princess, well, you're done. So, Love Letter is always a good game for, uh, you know, for anybody. So, I love Love Letter. I play Love Letter as well. The Walking Dead, Something to Fear. That's designed from my friend... Well, he's not my friend. I would like to you. But he had my same name, Derek Von Hauser. um, And his uh, wife, Lizzie Von Hauser, as well. They designed this game, uh, The Walking Dead, Something to Fear, basically as, like, a bluffing and deduction game. Um, Kind of, the Walking deck. everybody has the same deck of cards. uh, One, I'm sorry, 0 to 9 or 1 to 9. And then you're going to be playing those cards. Higher number will go first. And then you will be uh, capturing, I guess, or or, uh, scouting or buying, if you want to call it, different cards, different some walkers, different, uh, uh, you know, bad guys like the the Saviors, Negan, the Governor. And it's some, uh, uh, you know, equipment too. So you're getting cards, and those cards will give you victory point at the end of the game. And basically, you're going to play on nine rounds. We all have the same cards, but we play in different order. So that's very similar to Campy Creatures, but in a Walking Dead, I guess, universe. I played that one as well. Also, another play, another game that I played two players with my friend Caleb, Nagaraja. Oh, my God, Nagaraja. I love Nagaraja. I love it. I love it. It's a two-player game with Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, I'm sorry, filling and theme, basically, and oh man, I'm definitely looking forward to have an episode about Nagaraja, I love it, you can you can know that already when the time comes, I'm going to tell you at the beginning of that episode, I really like the game, and probably for that episode I'm going to need the opposite first, my thoughts, and then talk about the game, because I really love that game, it's definitely in my top 5 of 2 player games already, I love it, now, that was Nagaraja, and also I played Tides of Madness from Portal Game, basically like Cthulhu atmosphere, two players, you're trying to play different cards, but you're trying to to control that um, level of not becoming insane, but also get more points to win the game. I also play Mole Rats in Space. That's a kid's game, but it's a very good game that teaches you how to play cooperative, but with kids, with the little ones. And it's hard. It's not easy. I played it with uh, Caleb and his daughter, Candy, and we had a fun. We had a blast. We didn't win, So I can tell you that it's a very fun cooperative game for kids. So that's a good introduction for them if you want to bring them in the board game universe. That was Mole Rats in Space. And I also played Renegade from uh, Richard Wilkins, better known as Ricky Royal, the famous YouTuber Ricky Royals, from Box of the Lights. And it was published by Victory Points very clever challenging um you know it has definitely the curve of learning that you know i didn't read the rule book my friend caleb did but he told me that he spent a couple of hours learning the game so he made it easy for me but i can see how it's going to take you a little while to understand the game but once you understand it it makes sense and the theme is like you're hackers inside this we call it software right so you're kind of a, I don't know, a rebellion of Hawkers, and the software is going to try to feed you, but the actions and how you build your deck and all that stuff, it feels very, very, very well done, thematically speaking, with the game. So, everything that you do, it makes sense on the theme of the game. The game is challenging, the game is hard, and if you win, it will give you a very nice satisfaction of winning, because it's a hard game. I really like it playing it cooperatively. I have a copy. I'm looking forward to opening it and play uh, you know, solo because we play with my friend Copy. And that way I can play it more times in order to do a review of the game. But once again, this was Renegade from, Vicky, um, from, from, from Ricky Royal, Richard Wilkins. All right, so after Renegade, I also play Imperial Settlers and Paris of the North. Nice work placement from Ignacy Treshevich from Portal Games. Let me hurry up here with the time. Then I also play Tapestry. Of course, from Stonemaier, from Stonemaier Games, from Jamie Stegmeier, I want to play it more, and I want to play it solo in order to tell you my thoughts about the game. So far, I have been trying it two times, and the game has been balanced. I heard a lot that a lot of people saying it's very unbalanced, it's very unbalanced, it's very unbalanced. I can see where that came from, but I, I didn't feel it that way. So let's play it more, and let's do a review as well. And also, I've been playing Sarah Watch. Set a Watch is going to be one of the future episodes, probably in November, highly likely. And it's uh, designed by Toll Wash and it's from Rogue Manor Games. You know, I've been posting uh, different times and different situations that I love Rogue Manor Games. Uh, you know, they also are the designers and the publisher from Maximum Apocalypse. But this is a fantastic game that we're going to talk about it very soon. Set a Watch, fully cooperative, fully solo. Great game. And also, I play Chronicles of Crime. You know we're going to talk We talk about it already. We're going to have an episode as well from that game. And the DC deck building game, Rebirth. And It Evil Below, which I'm not going to tell you. But soon we're going to talk about Eat Evil Below. With that being said, that's what I've been playing. So now, now that we did the proper introduction of the show, let's go and start with the first section, which is Box and cover. Box and cover. Okay, so now we are in the section box and cover of the show. Let's talk about the box. Very standard size, 12-inch. Very, very standard. Very similar to highly likely most of the games that you see it out there on your shelf. And it says, the stakes have been raised. Horrified. One to five players, age 10 and up. Universal Studios Monsters. So, in the cover you have Dracula and you have, I guess, uh, this is Frankenstein and Frankenstein Bride. You have the mummy, the invisible man, the, uh, the man-wolf, or werewolf, and the creature from the lagoon. And then on the sides, you have Horrified, and it's you the same monster from Universal Studios. Then on the back, it tells you, A city screams in terror. A cooperative game against the world's most famous monsters. The village is under attack. Dracula, the mummy, Frankenstein monster, his bride, and more are on the rampage and your team of heroes must defeat them. Each monster offers an entirely unique challenge, and players can adjust the difficulty by playing against a new group of adversaries every game. Overcome them all before the horror overwhelms you. That's Horrified, and, you know, it tells you the components in the back, that we will talk a little bit uh, once we go inside the box. It shows you how the board looks, how it looks, everything displayed, and, you know, it tells you once again the concept of the game. It tells you that you can watch... The gameplay overview at burger.com and also if you know, you know, from the monster from Universal Studios. It's a game by Prosper Hall, Robin Burger, and that's it. They don't tell you the designer or anything like that because, of course, is Robin's Burger is different. You know, by that when you do, for example, a Kickstarter or other kind of games. So anyway, that's I mean, that's basically it. the cover of the box. I like it. You know, it looks cool because it had the monsters and all the stuff. But there's not too much to talk about the boxing cover. Now, now, that doesn't mean anything wrong. It just means that it's, you know, nice and it just shows you the the cover, the monsters. Uh, And, you know, nice size of the box. It's in a uh, black background, I'm sorry. And, yeah, pretty nice size, you know. Good. It's good for a boxing cover. So now that we talk about the boxing cover, which is probably, this is the shortest version of the boxing cover ever of the show. Let's talk about what is inside the box. Inside the box. So now we're gonna do the audio unboxing. And I'm moving it here. You know that I love to do that. Let's open the game together here. In that way, I always tell you that I will give you the unboxing experience through the audio, through the podcast. And in case if you're running, in case if you're jogging, you're walking, you're swimming, each and if you're doing if you're listening to a podcast swimming, then you need to tell me how to do it. I always tell you that because no matter what you're doing, here is the unboxing for you. What we'll are you opening? The first thing that you get, it's a nice instruction booklet that it says one to five player, uh, you know, the age, the time, 60 minutes, which I agree. And then the nice, the rule book is very nice. It's colorful and it's 15 uh, pages total. And it explains you detail uh, what, how every monster behaves, what are the victory conditions, how the game ends, uh, the, the phases of the game. And the setup and how to play and everything. This is the kind of game that, once again, I really like. And I'll be mentioning more recently. And that's good. I really like uh, rule books that you have everything there. And you don't have to go to BoardGameGeek or Reddit or whatever to look for more rules or, you know, different things. This is a very well-done rule book that is very unlikely that you're going to go to BoardGameGeek or any other website to look for uh, answers. So that they did a good job. And then I love it. I love it. After you take the rule book, there is the board, but it says something. Some, it said it says something on the back of the board. I don't see that very often. Let me tell you what it says. It says, "We feel it would be a little unkind to present this game without just a friendly warning. You are about to unfold one of the strangest tales ever told. We think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It may even horrify you." So if any of you feel that you don't care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now your chance to. Well, we warn you, that's the back of the board of Horrified. Very nice. So as soon as you open the box, you're already immersed on the theme of Horrified. Then what do you get inside the box? You get a lot of components, very nice. And let me tell you what you get in summarized here from the rule book. Okay, so here it goes: the components. You get the game board. You get six monster mats, you get seven monster figures, miniatures, they're very good quality. You have seven hero batches, the batches are cardboard, they're very nice, very thick, I like them. You have uh, seven hero movers, they're standees with inserts as well. That's good, you know, they serve their purpose, I mean, less miniatures to play, I guess, so that's nice. You have ten villagers movers, again, standees, and then you have 60 item tokens, cardboard as well, very good quality. One frenzy marker, that's another Sandy. The terror marker, that's another Sandy. One item bag, which is like a cloth bag, very nice. The three dice that they will be triggering different things during the game. Um, you're going to have the 30 monster cards, 20 perk cards, five different cards, and then you're going to have the 20 monster tokens. We see the creature from the blood. He has his own boat. He has his camp overlay. Uh, Dracula has his four coffins. Frankenstein and the bride, they have their own dials. Uh, the invisible man he has his own place on the board. The mommy has their own, uh, his own six scarabs, which they're like literally tokens. Uh, One soul sign, uh, another uh, template that will go on top of the board. And the wolfman, he has also the haunted emblem, one cure, and his template that goes in the board. And basically, you get all of these on the box, very good quality. And now that I talk to you, what do you get inside the box? Let's see how Horrified plays. Okay, so now we are in the gameplay section of the show. And let me tell you how this game play. I mean, I don't want to tell you yet if it's how this good game plays or whatever, because I want to leave that for my thoughts at the end, which I'm not saying so far. If it's What do I think? <laughs> I don't, I'm not spoiling you. But I want to explain you how the game plays. Well, because it's very simple. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that it's not fun. You know, sometimes... Um, it's 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 very common that I talk to other board gamers and they, sometimes they refer to games as as simple and you know sometimes when you mention simple to another to experienced board gamer let's say that they're automatically like rejecting or or it's automatically in some region in our mind is like well it's simple is you know for beginners or for kids or for families or whatever but not necessarily not necessarily means uh, that you know sometimes it's just you know simple mechanics that they don't have any complexity, but it doesn't mean that the game is not immersive. It doesn't mean anything like that. And, and you know, and this is something that is, at least it happens very, uh, very common, uh, very often to me. So if that's your case, I would like for you to share on our Facebook page, Instagram or Twitter at SoloBG Podcast. Let me know what you think about this, about, you know, when you hear the word simple, what it usually means to you. And anyway, I'm going to post that question over there on around the, around the network, let's call it. Uh, to see to see what you what you think, and I will I will read those comments on the next episode. Anyway, let me tell you how it plays. So, horrified. Basically, you have a hero face and a monster face. Now, your gameplay will depends on the setup of the game because you can I guess modify the difficulty of the game with if you add more enemies or more um, let's call monsters uh, to the game, right? So basically, you're gonna lay out the board, of course, in the middle of the table, and there in that way everybody can reach and you're gonna shuffle the monster card or the yeah i guess the monster deck that's what it's called and you're gonna uh also shuffle the hero deck or a skill deck let's call it right so you have two decks the good deck and the bad deck so anyway once you have the setup while you have the decks then you're gonna choose which uh which monster you're gonna fight and every monster has a different setup for example i don't know dracula you know he will you will need to destroy first the coffins uh, and then you can go and kill Dracula. And you will, you will need to meet certain requirements, certain, certain amount of tokens in order to defeat him. Um, and I don't know, the creature from the Monster Lagoon, which you, you fight those two on the tutorial scenario, let's call it the easiest scenario, he will be hiding in the lagoon, of course. He will be spawning on different spots from the city. And he will be trying to kill people or trying to kill you. And you will need to, you know, try to guide the boat on, on the lair. On the, monster, on the creature of the lagoon layer, let's call it. Uh, so you have a path of colors that you will try to guide the boat. And once you once you reach to the layer, by discarding different tokens from different colors, then you are able to go to wherever the monster is to his spot and try to kill it. So basically, those are just to give you an idea of the different setups. Every monster has a different setup. And that can add more complexity to the game, more difficulty to the game. You can fight. There's no limit on how many monsters you can fight uh, you know, in a game, if you're playing one player or two players, you can choose two or three. I usually do the home rule that if I'm player solo uh, with one character, uh, I get two uh, monsters. Uh, if I'm playing two players, I get three monsters. If it's three players, four monsters or so forth. I in that way can adjust the difficulty a little bit. but basically that's how it works. That's the setup, so it will th- that it will uh, affect the difficulty of the game. Now, The two mechanics of the game is very simple. You have a hero phase and a monster phase, right? So on the hero phase, each character will have a different amount of actions that they can perform per turn. And according to the number of actions, you can can do them, and you can uh, do the same action uh, twice or three times. However, it's more convenient for you for the game. So on the hero phase, which is when you do the amount of actions that your character has, you you can move it. So you can move to any adjacent space. Uh, taking any number of villages with you which basically is going to be villages that you are trying to avoid from the monsters to capture them or kill them because that will increase the Horrified Track which can also trigger the end of the game so you can move, uh, you know, bringing a villager with you, you can guide which is if a villager is in uh, an adjacent space you can bring it to you or you can move it away um, so you can guide the villagers, you can pick up any item You in every spot on the board you, you will visit in different places and each place on the board has different tokens, so you can pick up those tokens, that with those tokens, most of the uh, monsters, they will require to spend those or discard those in different locations in order to succeed with the mission. Um, you also can share items between heroes in the same space. You can advance, which is, um, you know, using an item, uh, according to the monster setup, like, uh, like I was telling you with the uh, Creature of the Lagoon, with uh, both, you can discard those tokens to advance the ship on the lair or a little boat on the lair, in that way you can reach the end of the lair and then you can kill uh, the creature. Uh, you can uh, defeat a monster basically by using the items and meeting the requirements. And you can do a special action. Now, each character has a different special action that they can trigger uh, during the turn, which usually those actions are very convenient. And to add more fun to the game, this is the kind of games you know that usually in most of the games they will tell you shuffle the characters and deal randomly and whatever. And sometimes, I mean, it really affects the game. Sometimes it doesn't. I usually just choose whatever character I feel like I like more, either because of the art or because whatever I feel connected, is, I guess. And if I want to play the game again, I just choose a different character to add replayability and so forth. In this game, I highly recommend Follow those instructions with doing it randomly because their abilities, um, you know, they're very well distributed and the, the replayability of this game will be also on the different characters that you can play. So that random aspect, I will really uh, advise you just to leave it like that and choose randomly a character. Um, so you can choose. You can also, as a part of your action, you can trigger that ability. And then when you play all the, all the, um, your actions, then you're gonna go to the monster phase, which first you're gonna have a bag, a cloud bag that I told you on the components inside the box. And you're gonna draw tokens from there and you're going to place them in the different uh, places on the board and each location will have a different name and the token will say where it goes and you're just going to place them there. Then you're going to resolve an event, uh, you know, and then you're going to have draw a card from the monster deck and it will tell you, uh, you know, the event that is going on, like something very thematic. And if your monster is in play, then you're going to realize the event that is telling you and then the monster will strike. So basically you want to have it in those event cards, different symbols that they will trigger the different monsters. Different monsters, I'm sorry, like the creature, Dracula, Frankenstein, the bride, uh, the invisible man, the mummy, the wolfman, so or whoever is the frenzy monster, which, because every monster will have a frenzy token as well. So whatever's happened by symbols, you will trigger those monsters, either move them closer to you, and if they can attack, they will attack, they will roll dice, and according uh, each die will have a different results, and according to the results, different things are going to trigger in the game. Either the horrified track is going to be increased, or they're going to hit you. And in order for you to defend, uh, if they hit you, you can discard a token uh, from your possession. And if you don't have any token, basically your character is knocked out from the game. And then you return to a location called a hospital, which is very thematic. And then your next turn, you're going to start from there. Now, if you roll uh, the an exclamation mark on the dice, usually those exclamation marks will mean that this the monster on their, on their own map or their own map, little map that they have, they will trigger a certain event that is going to be extra to the damage and that also can increase the horrified track. Once again, it will depend uh, on which monsters are in play. Every time that they kill somebody, a villager, or every time that they kill you, they increase the horrified track. And if the horrified track at some point reached the end, well, that's it, you're done. Also, with the horrified track, you can uh, modify the difficulty of the game if you want to make it like harder. Usually in solo player, it's a little bit more challenging. Or you can start all the way from the most easiest in that way you can have more uh, chance to uh, you know to defeat the monsters also if the deck of cards from the monster deck runs out you die and that's it uh, so basically those are the um, losing conditions and the winning conditions well before the deck runs out or before the horrified track reaches to the end you need to defeat those monsters and save the city simple as that you go through a hero phase with the different actions you go through a monster phase with, with different events and different attacks and that's it and then next round and the game is like i said before it plays very simple that doesn't mean that it's good or bad it's just that the game it comes very simple once again it's easy to play easy to learn uh you can teach it to anybody anybody can play you don't need to be a board gamer but before i tell you more thoughts about the game let's jump into my favorite section of the show, which as you know, it's always is, if you rather, or if I rather in this case, play this game solo or cooperative. Solo or cooperative. Alrighty, so now we are in my favorite section of the show, which is if if I rather play this game solo or cooperative and what are my thoughts? Okay, first of all, like I said before, this game is very simple. And that doesn't mean anything bad. All the contrary, sometimes it means very good. And for Horrified, it means something very good. Because it's a great It's a great game, in my opinion. Uh, it's very easy. You can teach it to anybody. Uh, I have fun playing it. Uh, it has replayability because you can randomize the, the characters that you've been playing every time. It has a, a certain amount of monsters that you can play and you can vary them as well. So... For your first game, you can be you can be fighting Dracula and the Creature of the Lagoon, and then from the next scenario you can add well now Dracula, Creature, and uh, you know the Invisible Man, and then once you finish those, well now I want to play against Frankenstein and the Bride and the Mummy and so forth, or Frankenstein, the Bride, and Dracula again, or the Lagoon, or you can mix and, and mix and match, I guess, the the monsters and also your characters. You can, like I said the random factor, or you can just go and play with each character now. This game has that particularly that I usually, usually, you know me, I don't like. Um, this game doesn't has. I mean, it's not like the game has that mechanic. It's just that it's easier for this game to bring that mechanic. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the alpha player. Same thing happened to me uh, with other games, right? And I hate, I really hate Alpha Player, right? I love cooperative games. I mean, you know what? That's why solo BG, right? Solo and cooperative board games. But when there's Alpha Player, oh man, sometimes, sometimes it's really frustrating. And I was talking to another friend recently, um, you know, and he, he was mentioning something very interesting that I, I do agree and I'm pretty sure you agree. And if not, well, I would like to hear your comments once again on Facebook, on the post of this episode or wherever you listen to podcasts, if you're able to review and, and and comment you more feel welcome to do it and i will kindly reply to you but it also depends with your group of players right so if there's somebody in the group of players that is kind of you know the boss i guess from for the games then you will you will suffer for this alpha player because he had the same mechanics as pandemic basically like in locations and things like that and you're trying to plan to uh, plan rounds ahead of of you because you only have certain amount of monster cards once again, and you need to, to deal with everything before that deck ends or before the horror track reach the end. With this game so far, my experiences have been good in that aspect because you know we're playing cooperative, but everybody has their own will, free will, let's call it right. Like let's say the player on my right he wants to go to the dungeon, and I don't think he's a right call. Probably, you know, with with the games I will be like, Well, you know what? I mean, That's fine, but what if, and then, but if they don't agree, that's fine, I mean, I'll let it go. You know, and sometimes when you have different groups that somebody, uh, you know, tends to plan very well and try to be a little bit, you know, like the boss of the game, well, that can ruin, and this game, it's a game that has that risk of the alpha player. So, uh, you know, for cooperative, I always recommend these kind of games, just, you know, try to do a homebrew, I guess, you know, like when you can suggest, but... At the end, I mean, it's my decision. It's my player's decision. If if I, if I think this decision is going to uh, be better for the group, then I will do it even if you don't agree. I always try to, uh, you know, play like that when I play cooperative and highly likely, with highly, highly risk of alpha player like this game to put that rule on the table. Of course, since it's a cooperative game, you won't, you won't try to do anything that is going to damage the group or it's going to affect the group. But, you know, in that way, everybody can have their own free will for the game. So that's one, that's one of the downsides of the game, that it has that highly risk of the alpha player. Um, you know, it has replayability. The art is very good. I like the art. The components are very, uh, you know, a little bit above standard quality. They're good quality. They don't feel cheap or anything like that. Um, so the components are good. The stand is well. It has the pros and cons. Some people like miniatures. If you like tons of miniatures, this is not a game for you. If you like just the necessary miniatures and you don't want to deal or want to miss with these kind of games, with painting, which I don't think is necessary for this game, the painting, then you're good, you're in the good side, because the standees do a pretty good job, and the art of the standees are very nice, the standees are very standard cardboard, and they're, you know, fine, good quality, um, the dice are good quality, the cards are good quality, very standard as well, and the art, like I said, is good, the, the theme of the game is one of my favorites, especially for this time of the year, for Halloween, for October, it's great. It's a great game that you can bring to the table. Once again, the, the plus that it has is that even if, if you try to bring it with known board gamers or new board gamers, this game will be very easy to teach, very easy to get it. After one round, you will be good to go and everybody will have fun. Um, this is a mass market game, so not because I'm doing any promo or anything, but you can find it in stores like Target. Uh, so that's, that's something good, you know, because that helps the community to keep going and I recently was in a Target store near where I live here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I saw a couple trying to get a board game, and I asked them, you know, like, hey, do you play games? And they were like, well, no, you know, the usual Monopoly and this and that, and I was like, oh, man, okay. And um, they were like, yeah, we're just looking, and this and that, and I was like, well, hey, I asked them, have you ever played a cooperative game? And usually, when you ask that to people that they are non-board gamers, they will say no, because I guess from the traditional games, there's not there's not too many cooperatives, or probably there's non cooperative, uh, other than Dungeons & Dragons, right? But anyway, um, I asked them that, and they were like, they don't even know what like what to say, right? So I showed them Horrified there, and I explained them a little bit of, you know, tutorial really quick, two minutes, not to annoy them or anything like that. And they took the game, and I, I like to think on my mind that they really like it, and now they're more gamers, who knows? Uh, but anyway, uh, that's, that's why this game it's also can help as a good door to bring more people to the hobby, and especially around these uh, Halloween, uh, you know, dates. It, it will, the theme will be very appealing for a Halloween night, a Halloween party night or something like that. Um, the game solo, it has good replayability, It has good theme. If This is the thing. If you like the theme, the Universal Monsters theme, then you're going to enjoy this game solo. If that's not your theme, just imagining imagine this game sort of a pandemic kind of. Like the layout and the movement and things like that. It's not the same, but just to give you an idea, right? So with that being said, if the theme is appealing to you and you ask me, Derek, do you recommend me this game for solo player? Yes, I do. Derek, I don't like monsters at all. I don't like I don't care about Halloween theme. I don't care about horror theme. I'm a sci-fi person. Should I get this game? Well, you have the answer there, right? So you get my point. So this is a game that is very attached to the theme. But in the same time, the theme is very friendly. It's not like... I mentioned horror, right? Just to mention something. But it's not horror. It's more like the monsters of Universal. The traditional cult pop uh, culture. Pop culture uh, you know, from those movies. And I think most of the people will feel appealing to the theme. Uh, for some people, it's going to be simple. For some people, it's not going to be that simple. But, you know, I think it's... it's. I think globally, it's a good game. It plays well. I had fun playing it. I played one player, two player, three players, four players. And never feel the same. And fortunately, I didn't have the alpha player situation. Because of what I just told you. I have the home rule that I put here. But it has that risk. That would be a, a, a huge con from me. That it has that risk of suffering with the alpha player. Other than that... I recommend the game, like I said, the price is around 50 bucks, which is 40 to 50 bucks, which is 40 to 50 American dollars. In case if you don't know what box is or my accent is horrible, like horrified. Um, well, yeah, it's like 40 to 50 American dollars, depends on where you bought it. Uh, you can find it also online, you know, the, with the king of the online sales. Yeah, I need to mention it. Um, and yeah, this game is definitely a family game as well, so you can play with your kids. It says age 10 year up, I guess because of the monsters. But honestly, you, I don't see why an 8 year old kid that already plays something else, you, you, they won't be able to play. It's 1 to 5 players, so that's very good. And that's it, basically. That was horrifying my thoughts. Now, if I rather play this game solo, or cooperative, just because of the high risk of the alpha player, even if I had played the game and I haven't suffered, I will put a little bit of my inclination towards solo. Now, if all the time is going to work like that without the alpha player, then I will go cooperative. I hope, well, I don't see how this this game is going to change the mechanics, but I hope to see more expansions of the game because this game has a potential for a lot of expansions, uh, either more uh, extended the map or bring a few other monsters or different side missions or something. This is a game from Ravensburger that... You know, I feel that it has a, a full, full, full um, capacity of bringing uh, more expansions for the game. So that was horrified. This was chapter three of our Halloween special. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, if this is your first time, please subscribe to the channel, either in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, iVox, um, uh, Stitcher, uh, Board Game Geek, wherever you li- we are everywhere. Wherever you listen to us, subscribe. Please uh, rate our show. That helps a lot. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoloBG Podcast. You can reach out to me in an email at solobgpodcast at gmail.com. I'm very active in social media. I reply very, uh, try to reply very quickly. Uh, a lot of good stuff is coming for the podcast as well. More games that the publishers are sending, more reviews. Already we have the schedule for November, which is going to include a lot of good games that they send. Um, and you know, if, like I said, this is the first time. Go back and listen to the other ones, and you know, and tell me what you think. Reach out to me, and I will be very happy to reach out to you. And with that being said, thank you so much once again. Like always, remember for victory. Go tell your friends. Till next time. See you through the speaker and at the tabletop.